Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb Welcome to Groundhog Minute, the Groundhog Day podcast. I'm your host, Sean German. And I'm your other host, Dave Palace. And we're here to talk about the movie Groundhog Day, one repetitive minute at a time. <laughs> Thank you guys for, for joining us. Thanks for listening to uh, to the folks that are listening. David, Dave, thank you for, for joining me. Oh, I'm I'm glad that we're starting this. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really excited as well. So we're just gonna jump right in. This is uh this so this is minute zero of uh of the movie. And uh what I decided to do is just kind of start from you know, minute zero, second zero of, of the film. And, you know, it's kind of opening credits. It's whatever. You know, it's there's not really much going on. So we'll, we will talk a little bit about the film, but we'll just start with uh, an introduction. Let you know what's what's going on with the podcast, what's going on with us and, and all that stuff. So starting with the podcast, uh, this is a movies by minutes joint. And if you're not familiar with that format, that is a podcast where we watch a movie one minute at a time. And each episode of the podcast, we will discuss one minute of the film. And in this case, the film being the 1993 masterpiece from Harold Ramis, Groundhog Day. And we'll be coming out. Um, we're going to drop. This is just our kind of minute zero slash introduction. Regular episodes will be coming out soon. Kind of tour. We're looking at the uh, end of February slash early March. And what we're going to do is we're going to pick it up and it'll be four days a week, Tuesday through Friday. So four days a week, four minutes a week. And my calculations tell us that, or tell me at least, it'll be 25 weeks through the 100 minutes of the film. No, that, that was a lot of data. We threw a lot of data at them, a lot of numbers, dates, let them know how many weeks. And it's, it's good. It's good. It's good. Let's them know. But let's... Let's calm it down, you know. This is the intro episode. Just trying to, you know, relax, get them interested, um, you know. And also, who knows how many years have passed between us recording this and them listening to this. So, you know, just they could just pick this up. They could have just searched in Groundhog Day, just kind of as a joke. Like, oh wow, there's a podcast that covers it, and here we are. And we're just we're welcoming in, you know. Just come on down to Pucks of Tony. We're gonna have some fun. That's <laughs> That's what we're here for. Have some fun, you know? Yeah. We do, yeah. We, do we do discussions. Right. We're going to go into some minutiae, but hey, we have fun. Yes. Number one, it, it is about the fun. Yeah. So um, let's talk about how we got involved with this podcast and I guess the idea of the movie. Now, the joke is that for anyone who is recently looking at the Facebook group of the Movies by Minutes podcasts, you would post... Uh, about Groundhog Day daily, and it could be anywhere, any nonsense between a poem, a song, a skit, a scene, maybe be set to Groundhog Day. And then I would antagonize you about it, and eventually we decided that's hilarious, and it's like a, it's like a scene, from, now it's a scene from a buddy cop film where they go, meet your new partner. <laughs> and that's how, that's how we got it. We, that's how we figured it all out. Yeah, that's pretty much how it <laughs> happened. So, okay. I got I, so the, tonight before we started recording, I started really racking my brain. When was the first time the movie and the idea, the fun of Groundhog Day, like when did it ever like hit me? And the earliest I could trace it back is I think it's 
It's definitely elementary slash middle school. It's around third or fourth grade. I remember where I was a computer class and I think we might've just gotten the colorful Mac computers at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we had the old green ones and I think we finally just got, and we like, you know, did some stuff. I think it was finally the, the new colorful Macs. And I don't remember what the, her, the teacher's name. I remember her. She was just a young lady. She was probably in her like mid twenties. This could be one of her first teaching gigs. And I just remember her like telling us that morning on February 2nd, like, Hey, did you guys excited about the groundhog? And we're like, what? No, that's what it was. I think it was, is that this was, it was February 1st. And she was saying, are you guys excited for tomorrow? Groundhog day. And I was like, what? Like, what is, what are you talking about? This is groundhog day. And, you know, and then so most of the class, cause we're like third, we're like, we're about say, sorry, we're about nine years old. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we're yeah. kids, you know, power Rangers is the hot thing. Pogs are cool. <laughs> so like groundhog day, what's that about? And so I'm trying to think like this movie it was not that old. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, I started school. It's about, oh, my God. It's about a year after the movie came out. It's about nine. It's about 94, 95. Mm-hmm. And so the movie was not old at all. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe she was a, in her young 20s. She sees this movie. She and She's more familiar with Bill Murray. It's hilarious. And maybe that's why. That's why she's, like, excited to go. Because she told us she was going to take the de- next day off on the February and after school, <laughs> she was going to go to Punxsutawney. She go was see the Groundhog. Gonna, she was going to drive, and we're in New Jersey, so like now I look at the map and I'm like, that's a drive. So I guess her and her friends were going to go out that night after she got done with school, and they were just going to drive straight to Punxsutawney and spend the day in the town. And the, I think it was a weekend. I forget how that February landed. I must be maybe. Maybe it was a Saturday or a Friday. And okay. I just, I remember that was the first time being like, people do that? Like this whole thing about a groundhog? Like it was, I guess we, <laughs> I guess we might've had the internet then. I don't know what the internet was, if there was such. Cause I'm trying to think of like, I, I guess I, I did the equivalent of like Ash Jeeves or something back then. I don't know. Like, God, it's, it's not, probably not. I'm trying to think, I don't think there was an internet for us. We were probably just like yeah. network connected. I don't know if we were. There was like, like yeah, AOL and dial up and stuff. May, like it, some people had it, but not everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really trying. It's so funny now thinking about how, how did I, you know, I mean, I guess I just went home and talked to my, asked my dad about it, like Groundhog Day. And I guess and he was like, oh yeah, 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 that movie was funny. Or I guess, I guess we must've rented it from Blockbuster or like, it's one of those things where it's just, it, it's so funny to think about it now. Like that movie was all at 93 and yeah, yeah, it was only a year old. And I'm guessing that's what happened. I guess he had like introduced a whole bunch of people to this. Like now, now it's a bit, you know, now I'm guessing by 94, I'm guessing it's the first, it's the first groundhog day post movie. So I guessing they had, they must've had celebrations of like, Oh, now we have a movie to like watch. Now there's a, you know, now there's a there's a there's a cult following behind it about this this hol- this silly holiday right. in a western Pennsylvania town, which which makes sense. Like you make a Christmas movie, you figure, oh, you know, it'll be perennial. The the residuals will keep rolling in. They'll show it every year. But there's so many Christmas movies trying to break into that market. You know, is, is good luck. You you pick yeah. a low profile holiday that doesn't have any movies, and and you're in. You know. If it's yeah. if it's anywhere decent, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be on TV or something every year, and uh, certainly this is a lot more than decent. So uh, Groundhog Day, 
Yeah, I, I answer that. I think it's I think it's what it is. That's the first time I heard about this movie, and, and I'm guessing uh, the the cult fandom of this holiday. I said, mm-hmm. I said, so so where, when do you think you were you old enough to I guess see this movie in theaters? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I certainly would have been old enough because uh, I'm an old man. But I, it's weird. I don't remember. I have like a weird block when it comes to movies. Most movies generally. Like most good movies, I cannot tell you the first time I saw them. And mm-hmm. and I mean, like recent stuff, I can tell you like uh, I just saw Last Jedi because that was last month. But, yeah. you know, thinking back to my childhood, it's weird. Like I remember, you know, I remember like seeing Forrest Gump in the theater. I remember seeing Patriot, The Patriot with Mel Gibson, like bad movies. I can tell you exactly <laughs> when and where I was like horrible, horrible movies for some reason. Those I remember. But the great ones, like Groundhog Day, I don't remember the first time I saw it, um, but I do know it came up a lot in conversation that uh, particularly uh, my brother and I, when we get together, we talk a lot about movies and we say, oh, you know, what did you see recently or what old movies have you been rewatching? What do you go back? And and we talk as, you know, as folks do about you know, just what what's going on about the plot, about characters. We dig into the the minutia, the the trivia and stuff. The way people talk about movies, especially if you're if you're the kind of person that's listening to a, a movies by minute podcast, you you know what I'm talking about. And and this was a movie that that I would bring up that would keep coming up to for me as uh, you know as a really really good movie, maybe even great and and. Um, and one of the things that I've, I've talked about this on other podcasts that I, I think of the greatness of a movie as like dimensionality and like the dimensions of genres. Like if a movie can do more than one thing good, then that that kind of like makes the break into greatness. And the the example I, I've, I've used before is Young Frankenstein, which is one of the funniest movies ever made in terms mm-hmm. of comedies top 10, maybe top five, definitely really, really great comedy. But I would also argue as a monster movie, if, you know, if you had like a a birth defect or you got kicked by a mule, like if you just had no sense of humor, you didn't laugh at anything, but you watch Young Frankenstein, you're still watching a great movie or, or a really, really good movie just as a monster movie. Like it touches all, all the themes of, man against you know science against nature and and man against fate and the individual against community and and mm-hmm. like everything you want in a monster movie it's there so that makes it a great movie young frankenstein because it's a, a you know it's a great comedy and a great monster movie that it's got multiple dimensions that make it better than like animal house which is mm-hmm. another really really funny movie another great comedy but that's it if if you watch animal house and you don't laugh then you get nothing from it. It's just a comedy. Yeah. And and this, and so, you know, long story longer, Groundhog Day was a movie I kept going back to as obviously a great comedy. Uh, you know, Bill Murray is wonderful. The chemistry of the cast, you know, Bill Murray and Andy McDowell and Chris Elliott, and then the great Stephen Toblowski. I mean, it's just hilarious. And then, the the philosophical aspect as a serious movie, you know, the, as a philosophical movie, I thought it was very good, bordering on great as well. And then again, when you're when you exceed the average, when you're so good in multiple dimensions, 
that's when you start talking about, well, gee, is this one of the all-time greats that it can kind of cover multiple genres that it, it exceeds in? And so I, I would continually bring up this movie. We would, we'd spend hours just talking about, you know, the, the philosophy, what this movie means, what it means to fill the, this, the, the recurrence of, of going through the, the same day over and over again. Um, and, and one of the things I would pull out is that I felt that this, there was a literalism in this movie that I don't think a lot of people appreciate that obviously there's, there's, there's fantasy elements when he's, jumping off of towers and jumping in front of vans, you know, Phil's mm-hmm. killing himself every day and then he's back to life. You know, that's fantasy. But there's a, I, I felt there was a literal message in that we get into habits and we get into routines and we do the same thing and kind of going and, and kind of that, they, um, that definition of insanity. That's if you keep doing the same thing, but expect different results and that, we can we can do that. We get into these ruts where we do the same thing, and we keep getting the same results. And that's what's happening to Phil, uh, at least in the beginning. Mm. That he's doing the same thing every day, and he's living the same day every, every you know over and over again. And if you're doing that in your in your life, and even though you know you're not in a movie, that the number and the the, the calendar's changing, the day changes. You're not, you know, you're not in this sort of metaphysical, spiritual repetition. But if you're doing the same thing every day, you're going to get the same results every day. That you're going to be in the world that Phil is in, in a real literal sense. So I felt there was, you know, there's the comedy, there's the abstract philosophy, but there's also a literal interpretation, I felt, of, of what Phil is going through. And that really drew me drew me to this movie. And this was actually, this was the movie that got me into podcasting that when I found out about the movies by minutes thing. And well, so I, I think like a lot of people, my first exposure was through star Wars minute yeah. and give, give props to uh comic book, Alex and Pete, the retailer over mm-hmm. at star Wars minute, which was introduced to me by my mother, my brother, Brian, I should mention him by name and, and shout out to Brian. Um, he, you know, he introduced me to that and kind of the, the, this world of movies by minutes. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. I love Star Wars. I love talking about the minutia of movies and, and we're doing it one minute at a time. All right. And then I'm like, well, okay. Are, is anyone else doing this? Are there any other movies, you know, that, that are getting this treatment? And the second one I found was Goodfellas Minute. So shout out to the, the, the Goodfellas Minute movie guys. And then I'm like, well, well, they did it. So it's not just. It's not just the Star Wars royalty. It's not just Pete and Alex. Like, mm-hmm. wow, anyone can do it. You know, if you have a movie that you want to talk about one minute at a time, you could do it. And and like immediately I'm like and, and, and talking about it with, with my brother, like, let's do this. Let's I'm doing Groundhog Day minute. I'm doing this movie one minute at a time. And you know, some of you some of the, the folks out there might know me from some other podcasts. Um I did Final Tap Minute. With a co-host Heidi Bennett, Heidi Bennett, and that that was great. Heidi was was great for that, and like that was like that was practice. Like I went in doing that, like, and I I, I love Spinal Tap. That was a great movie, and and if you want to hear me go on and on about why that's a great movie and, and all the different ways that is, you can listen to that podcast at at SpinalTapMinute.com. But that was really practice. Even while I was doing that, I knew I was going to do this. 
I'm like, wow. you know, let me like, you you know, no one, no one's, you know, or most people aren't good at something right away. You need some practice. You need to kind of work out your technique or anything. So I'm like, let me do one movie to kind of make sure I can. And then when I know I can do it, then I'm doing Groundhog Day. And, uh, and so here I am, I'm, I'm doing it. We're do- and we're doing it. That, yeah, no, that was, that was a little applause there. That was, that was impressive. That was like, that was really something to think about there. Cause when you, when you <laughs> said that, like, you know, this do it. And I'm like thinking about it now, like, oh my God, like I'm in my late twenties, you know, I get up, I go to work, I come back home. I'm, you know, I watch them on Netflix. I play uh, video games. Uh, you know, I like, you know, I download a podcast and then, you know, I go to bed and I repeat the same day mm-hmm. and outside of like, you know, and you go, Oh God, like it's, like I'm, I'm, I'm falling into that, you know, and it's, it's the new year, and I'm like, I haven't set any goals because I, at first, probably because, oh, if you set goals and you don't make them, you feel bad, so don't set goals. And now I'm just like, oh God, <laughs> like this philosophically just hit me right in the ass. Yeah. That like, yeah, like, I'm falling into this rut of just like, oh well, it's the normality, and I get up and I go to work and I come home and I you know make dinner and uh, you know and and, and there I have it. And there goes there goes a day, and then. Repeat, repeat, and then you repeat. And you just kind of just cranking that wheel and just doing it over and over again. And yeah. it's and it, and you say that and you say that about Phil. And we're going to talk about Phil how he believes he is. He's he's destined for greatness, but he doesn't seem to like give any good positive interest in life. Like right. he, everyone he gives, he gives he gives the the sarcastic, salty. Uh, you're not worth my time attitude, but he's expecting to get picked up by some national level uh, 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 network show. Uh, right now we call it a, a news show. Like yeah. He thinks he's going to be the next big weatherman. He's going to be the next like, Al Roker. And it's like, <laughs> you're be the next, putting... you know, Frank Fields or something. Or... It's just, yeah, he, he but doesn't then, but think. What we don't see, I mean, and, and it's, it's a quick intro before we get to Punxsutawney. Yeah. But throughout the movie, there's no indication that he that any of that is real that he's making yeah. any effort that he's taking any action for that to yeah. actually happen. You see no letter, there's no phone call. He just tells the people at the network that he's working at how like he can't wait to like not do this 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 report anymore. He can't wait to be in this city anymore. But yeah, it's like he he just seems to clock in uh not care and then clock out and then expect that oh, they're going to pick me up. There's some networks pick up. and yeah, there's no evidence. And then the, the more we think and we more watch this movie, it's just that, I don't know, Phil, like you're not really putting a, a great face on. You're not really seem to be like improving the lives of people you you're with. You seem to just want to put everyone down well, yeah. for your own immediate benefit. Right. Well, and even even improving his own life. I mean, that's a separate thing of, of serving others. And what is he doing for those around him? He's not even acting in a way that you can interpret as as selfish in terms of forwarding his own goals. And, yeah. yeah. He, he, like, it's so funny. I was watching, you know, watching some clips earlier and I'm, I'm writing the summaries and I can, and I'm, you know, I'm going with this idea of like, you know, he said how much, like, this is the set, you know, like the fourth or fifth time, whatever it is that he's done this report and how much he hates it. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I'm, I'm watching, I'm definitely gonna get into this later with the minutes, but like, it's just that he sees all these people like happy and they they like to celebrate. And it's just that he probably just sits in his hotel room. And I noticed, you know, how this how this set of Gobbler's Knob in this 
fictionalized. It's not the exact. It's not really Punxsutawney. It's a it's a it's a different town. They dressed up to to play it, but it's a beautifully designed town. And I know we're gonna go into this. How like this town's a character in this mm-hmm. film and there's a great spatial awareness. You start seeing like where everything's connected, where the diner is to gobbler's knob and gobbler's knob in this movie is like the center of town. And, right. and when he used to be at that hotel that he complained to Rita about how much he's like, Oh, this place sucks. You can see that the, the, the hotel is right there next to gobbler's knob. So he's probably in his room looking down at the people in gobbler's knob the night before they're probably celebrating they're probably in front of like the fire and they're drinking cocoa and they're singing, they're dancing. And he probably just sits in his room trying to mute them out, you know, and then he does his report, probably goes back to his room and watches. And he just sits there and just sees this concentration of happiness and everyone putting their best foot forward, you know, in in the middle of winter. And he wants nothing. He wants nothing of that. He probably, and he's done that for years. And, uh, it's just it's just so funny, and then we it's like a hyper realized version of life. Mm-hmm. Is that it's just that like it's like we took we took we took the entire life of just you clocking into work and you and you clock out and you go home, and then you get the mundane. And you you get you get really comfortable in that rut of just doing that and not trying to expand your mind. I mean, like I as I said, I started taking a trip to a different city. I did it. I did Chicago last year, and I also did Denver last year. You know, just just cause it was just like there wasn't a real. We I did Chicago because my friend was going to see the Phillies game, and I'm like, I don't care about the Phillies, but I was like, hey man, tell me what your itinerary is. I'd like to join you, and like, you know, because yeah, like I'll take the chance. And then Denver was was perfect because it was a, it was a birthday coming up, and a friend lives out there, and we decided rather than him fly out to see us in Jersey, we'd fly out to see him. I was like, this is perfect. Like this is like me going out and just seeing a different city just that alone was was fun just to compare philly to chicago and philly to 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 denver was was fun so that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to like you know not just like take off and then i just i sit around you know i'm trying to uh, do something uh experience something new and that's that's what now because you damn it sean with your great philosophy <laughs> you made me think now that here we are in january of 2018 it made you think and like i have not i thought about i thought about writing some goals down and i haven't now it's like shit he's right i'm gonna be like phil like i'm just gonna be miserable and expect that something's great gonna happen and i apply myself so thank you sean and thank you for <laughs> holy crap i even got to the whole point of just how I can't. I cannot think of anything before Groundhog Day that did the repeating thing. I can't. I, there has to be a form because I remember afterwards. If you could, if you, if there's any, I feel like any time there was a show that was very character driven, there was always a Groundhog Day episode. I, I swear. Mm-hmm. Like, and then there were shows about. Like, um, I remember Daybreak was a like a one season cop show, and it was a cop, and like it's like the worst day of his life, like. Like something he did uh, this one day, apparently coming back to bite him, like gangsters, they shoot his wife, this and that. He's getting chased, he's framed for a murder, repeats the day. And he's got to, now he's got to try and solve the crime, protect his wife from getting killed. You know, and so people were like, it's a, it's a cop version of Groundhog Day. And then, yeah, you'd be, I'm trying to think, there's got to be shows you'd watch and like a character would have some crisis in one episode and they would have, you know, and they're repeating, they would have some gimmick of why they're repeating it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's something that really kind of just snuck into 
the culture and mm-hmm. the language. And I noticed this, and I don't know if other people have this experience, but I'll say something, a, a, a saying or a phrase that something you just say all the time and you know exactly what it means and you assume everyone else knows what it means. Mm-hmm. But if you stop and you and you think about the words literally, like the literal definition of all the words, it doesn't mean what the phrase means because it's just taken on you know, this, this greater meaning. Um, and Groundhog Day is, is one of those things where if you say it's, it's, yeah, you can just say Groundhog Day yeah, and people know, oh, you just, that's repeating the same day over and over again. But it's like, well, why? Like Groundhog is this rodent, it's an animal. Day (laughs) is a day. Why does Groundhog Day, like the literal meaning of the words give you no, you know, if you try to translate it for someone who didn't know the movie or didn't know English, like yeah. there doesn't mean anything, but everyone knows exactly what you mean. And you say, yeah, if you were pitching that, you'd say, well, it's Groundhog Day with a cop and he's trying to solve a murder or it's a Groundhog Day with a you know a woman who's murdered. She's trying to solve her own murder or something yeah. like that. You know that. Yeah, I, I and as we go on, I haven't dug into it yet. I'm sure at some point we should we should kind of do, do some re- research yeah. um, to see, like, certainly since 93, there have been other movies that have been, you know, it's Groundhog Day, but on a train kind of yeah. thing. I, wel- I welcome the listeners. Like, throw throw any show episode, if it's, a, if it's a sci-fi show, if it's a romantic comedy, if it's something that has that mechanic of a character oh, yeah. needs to improve, throw it at us, because I might not know it, and I might want to check it out, like, I, I, all right, so I tweeted or I texted Sean the other uh, few weeks ago. There's a show on Netflix called Travelers. I'm going to sum her up real fast. It's essentially a time travel show where they try to fix the future. Well, essentially, a mission goes wrong and the future is trying to fix it in real time. So they're essentially sending time travelers back in a constant rate of succession to fix it. It's like the future knows what happened wrong and immediately mm-hmm. the next second – someone else gets sent back and then another and then you find out by the end of the episode like 10 people died to fix this day because they volunteered to go back in time on a one-way trip to fix this mission because it went so south and it was so interesting to like see it and I, I text Sean and go holy crap Sean like this show's doing a really good gimmick of like using the Groundhog Day idea of just like we're seeing this day repeat a hundred times because the future's trying to re- trying to fix it in real time almost in a forward yeah. linear thing, but yeah, so I welcome any 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 people who uh, in in the listeners group say to our, our Facebook group to our Twitter, throw it at us. Um, I'm more than happy to look at it because I'm trying to think like the only other the only other kind of trope about this type of self improvement I could compare it to is probably a, a Christmas Carol because um, it's a Wonderful Life is a little bit like a Christmas Carol in the sense that you're taken out of your own existence to view life but but you're not involved with it you know right with scrooge he's essentially taken out and then he looks at his past he looks at his current present and he looks at a future with him being dead and he gets to view the world in a spectator mode where no one interacts with him and and so with george when he tries to commit suicide and the angels rescue him they like show him an alternate universe where this is if you never existed. And, and, but like, I never, I've never used those phrases in it. Cause I know that's also has to be, that must be done in other forms of media, but I've never said like, Oh, it's like, you know, Christmas Carol, but it's this, or it's like wonderful life, but with this, I don't mm-hmm. think so. I, I, but, I, but yeah, it's, Oh, like, you know, they, 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 and they do a groundhog day. You know, I, I explain that shorthand to someone about 
explaining the thing that I watched. Yeah. It's so funny how that is just this perfect trope. And yeah, anyone who's familiar with Bill Murray's probably seen that in film, at least in passing, or at least knows the joke. Yeah. I know people who have not, like I know people in like the thirties and like late twenties I talk to, and uh, I bring this podcast. I'm like, Oh yeah, we're in a podcast. We're having a lot of fun. We're going to talk about Groundhog Day. And like, oh, yeah, I never saw that, but I know the gist. I don't really want to see it. And I'm like, no, there's there's so much more to that movie than the gist. Yeah, like you don't need it. There's no gist. Yeah. So let's talk about the the actual minute. Yeah. So we've yeah. yeah we've done a lot of intro of ourselves and and everything else. So let's like yeah. so we're we're now actually doing minute zero. So going Boom. from you know all zeros to to minute one of the mm-hmm. movie, and, and you know not not really much happens. We kind of we get you know the the Columbia Pictures opening. It fades to uh, blue skies and, and clouds, and um, credits start to roll. The only, the, the really noteworthy thing I found of this minute is the movie, uh, the music, the yes. uh, the the score we're getting, and the score is by the great George Fenton, who's a composer who's done uh, a lot of different movies. But uh, I, I, the, the the thing that jumped out at me that I thought was noteworthy was his work with documentaries. So he did uh, – it was the composer for uh, the Planet Earth series and mm-hmm. then Life and uh, Frozen Planet, which I think uh, are BBC series, or at least in the United States, they've aired on BBC America. Um, so he's done a lot of great documentary work and then uh, the music here as well. And then uh, in the in the commentary, on the, the Blu-ray commentary – Harold Ramis, the director, specifically says uh, he asked George for uh, something that was Nita Rota-esque, something kind of sound like uh, the stuff that Nina Rota had, had, would do. And Nino was uh, an Italian composer, uh, probably best known to our listeners as the composer of, for The Godfather. Oh. So the, the Francis Ford Coppola movie and that, you know, that great haunting uh, theme to to the Godfather, he wrote that, but he also did a lot of work for Fellini, um, the Italian director. And I'll, I'll I'll put a link up on in the social medias to uh, a YouTube link to the theme for Eight and a Half, which is like I I don't know how they got sued. Like you'll be listening, you you'll think I put up a link to Groundhog Day, <laughs> you know, like this guy was good. Like like Harold Ramis said, I want something that sounds like this. And then George did it. Like George yeah. gave him something. It sounds like they're they're very close. I guess they're just different enough that they it you know they you know legally it's a different song. But in terms of of the feel, you, you'll you'll get a sense of Groundhog that you'll have a sense of deja vu yeah. if you watch the first minute of the film and then you you listen to the theme from Eight and a Half, the so, the Fellini film. So this is so I yeah. want yeah I want to listen to, to uh, I want to answer this question. I want to listen to pause and actually listen to those music those songs. Okay. Yeah. But. But uh, listener, I want you to think about. It. I want you too, Sean. What is the song? I want because I want to get the vibe. What's this? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear these songs? Okay, so listener, pause it and then pick us back up. What? Tell me, Sean. What do you think? What do you think this sounds like to you? I mean, first impression. You first hear it. What do you think of? I kind of. I think. I kind of think of the circus. Yes! I think of oh, clowns. Nice. I yes. think it's kind of like the the procession of like yes. the clowns and they're leading the elephants. It's kind of it, it, there's a there's a, the oompa feel. There's kind yeah. of a marching feel to it. It's yeah. yeah the procession of yeah the the 
just the menagerie, the craziness of the circus coming into the Big Tent. And okay, good because that's did yeah, I get it right? Yeah, no, that's that's again. I first time I, I, I'm like sitting down, I'm really going over these summaries. I'm like, this sounds like a circus, and 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 once again, I'm taking yeah. your words about just you know you're going through the motions. There's you know the cast of characters are the people you meet in life, and is there something to be there? Is there something to be said about the circus that is life? Um, that there's just all these oh. moving things. There's all and and there's all this all this great things happening around you if you get to notice it. You know, I don't know. That's the vibe I immediately got when I heard this music. It, it makes, it's like, hey, we're having fun. That's what the music sounds. There's no, there's mm-hmm. no downtrodden. There's nothing foreshadowing. You're seeing clouds and you're hearing that beautiful clarinet. And it, yeah, it gives this idea of a parade. It gives this idea of, of your, of a bomb, 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 bomb. It's like, yeah, it just feels like mm-hmm. this, this circus, this parade. Yeah. And it, it's, it's welcoming in. And, and look, look at the text for Groundhog Day. It doesn't, it, it's not, it's not, there's no big, it's just, you know, just white text. It's about the same. I think it's about the same size as everything else here. Yeah. It's it's not. It's like, hey, don't worry about like, like don't worry about the title of the movie. We're not making a big grandeur. There's no like, you know, like like the Goonies. Or it was like a skull, the Goonies. You know, <laughs> this is like, yeah. hey, have fun right now. Just just enjoy yeah. this. Just sit back and enjoy this music. Let this music just watch over you. Yeah, and there, there's nothing ominous. You know, we're getting a shot behind the, the credits, and we get uh we get a, a Trevor Albert production. Uh, a Harold Ramis film, and then we get into uh, Bill Murray and and Andy McDowell uh, before we get to the the title of the movie Groundhog Day. But behind that is it's clouds, but it, there's not storm clouds. Nope. It's not dark and foreboding. It's blue sky. It's sunny. It's the light wispy clouds. It's kind of if you're laying on your back in a field, just looking up at the sky, and oh, that one looks like a puppy, and oh, that cloud looks like a suitcase or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's they're happy clouds. Yeah, happy clouds, and I think it's, and I, and I do think obviously because we're gonna find out soon enough. There's there is a there's a plot about weather, you know, just weather is involved. <laughs> yes, in weather is involved with the movie, and I feel like this is an easy way, and we're gonna transition into something soon about that. But yeah, it's it's, it's just a very welcoming thing, and I just I just I just love that 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 music. Yeah, it just picks you up, and and just funny. It's just so funny how like. What you said earlier really does. It really just kind of like resonates this whole idea of just, yeah, you're going through life and yeah, the, the, you're expecting things, but you're not putting anything into life, but you're expecting the greatest to come out of it. You're thinking just, you'll just luck into things. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it, Sean. God, I love right. it. Great minute. I, I, this is a beautiful start for me. Outside <laughs> of these damn smoke detectors, I don't know what's go- beeping. Um, I'm having a great time. <laughs> all right. So, and that, and that, that's, that's all I had for a minute zero. <laughs> yeah, and and we have we have those little words about uh, a Bill Murray. We hear just the the intro there. Yeah, just a little bit of uh, yeah, a little bit of a, a weatherman talking about about clouds. Is it what are you talking about? No, he goes. He goes someone asked me was oh. if you like to go anywhere, Phil. Where would you like to be? And and that's a beautiful, beautiful ending to this minute. Just that leaves you with that thought. And, and you have night. No, we don't know anything about Phil yet. We don't know any cynicism. We don't know any of the rudeness that he gives people. Right now, he just opens with that question: If you're going to be anywhere in the world, where would you want to be? And just and you're just seeing blue skies. You're thinking happy thoughts, and uh, and you and you're looking forward to the next minute. It really is. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, and that's so that's minute zero. And just a quick uh, if, if the listeners, if you uh, want to watch along with us, I'll just do a quick uh, note. That uh, we're working off of 
the special 15th anniversary edition Blu-ray, which I think is the same. Uh, I also have the DVD of the movie. This is not a Star Wars situation. This is not a Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings situation. There's no, there's no special edition. There isn't. There's no extended director's cut. So I think if you Blu-ray or DVD, the minutes should match up. You should be okay watching along. Like I said, it's the 15th anniversary edition. And you may say, well, Sean and Dave, why not wait for the 25th anniversary Blu-ray to come out? Maybe there's some extra bonuses or something, you know, whatever. Maybe you'll finally get that extended director's cut. And to that I say, I, I couldn't wait. And, I just, and, and, I couldn't and wait. it's one of the things for Harold Ramis has passed. Like, there's, I doubt there's really any information of his lying around that hasn't been discovered about Groundhog Day. Like, I don't think he let some posthumous letter be opened about Groundhog Day. I think he's, I don't, and that's why I don't think, even if there's a 25th anniversary, I can't see them being much more information about this movie. I feel like everything that we know is in here. And it's one of those things where you're like, at first you're like, oh, I would love the extended, uh, yeah, footage mm-hmm. and the deleted scenes. But it's, I don't know. It's like, it would, it would, it would probably kind of like um, show you too much. Just the perfect editing of knowing just that. Phil is just miserable going through this this day over and over again. And we only get the, yeah, we see these little moments of people that at first he ignores them in the town, but they really seem to be, they really become uh, this collective of good people. Right. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah. And there is, there, so there is, yeah. Uh, so Ramus does have a commentary track on the Blu-ray. So yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing else I think that, that we're going to discover from him. You know, in any future editions, there are some deleted scenes, but this is one of those movies where, you know, if you're really into it the the way we are, you you watch the deleted scenes, if you're just kind of curious, but then afterwards you're like, yeah, I, that they were right. Yeah. You know, that, that, that they made the right choice to delete that. Like this, I, I don't think there's, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll come upon it as we discuss it one minute at a time, but I don't think there's any scenes you can remove and there's certainly no scenes I would add. Like yeah. they, they, they just kind of hit it. But the the editing and everything is is just right on this movie. That there there isn't. I don't. You know. And, and I was kind of kidding about the the extended versions. I don't want one. I I no. don't think there's anything that can be done. You know that it's not going to improve it. It's yeah. it's perfect the way it is. Ramus isn't around to sign off on it, and mm-hmm. I would really want to want it because yeah, it would be some other editor, some other studio believing that we'd want this. And it's like, no, we don't want this. We wouldn't right. want this. Yeah. Yeah. Don't 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 mess with it. Um all right. So I think I think that's about it. Yeah. For, I, I think zero. I, I mean I'm sure we, we talked enough about it. But, <laughs> I, but but that's the thing. It's like we got obviously a lot of things to talk about, but we I want to welcome the listeners and like, hey, this is what it's gonna be like. If if this interests you, I'm glad to have you on. You know, that's that's why I want to let the listeners know. We're gonna have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about things. We're going to think about this philosophy. Mm-hmm. This is something really interesting that we're, we're going to right. get in there. Yeah, we, we want to let you know what you're in for. We don't want to – there's no uh, bait and switch here. So this is us. This is what we do. And uh, hopefully hopefully you'll be along with us for this this ride for the next 100 minutes of, of Groundhog Day. And what, one thing I want to do, just jumping back to uh, – so earlier in the minute, I talked about my previous – experience with movies by minutes with the spinal tap minute and so so dave you've got some other podcasting experience some other shows going on uh why don't you tell the good good folks about about that where they can hear more of your work 
Yeah, um, another show I do that I I do it monthly, and I I do it also just to have some fun, and that's Five Minutes of Mystery. I talk about the 1999 Mystery Men, the movie Mystery Men. It's a with with Ben Stiller, Hank Azaria, uh, Jeffrey Rush. I think after watching all these Avenger films and like all the Marvel and DC films, mm-hmm. it's really fun to kind of go back and see a movie that t- did a lot of funny superhero jokes before the before just like everything was comic book films in the summer so yeah it's kind and, of fun and, to look back at it and that's uh i i love one of my favorite films i love it and and you just touched the service in terms of the cast i mean you're talking okay, yeah what paul rubens mm-hmm. um, what's his name the, the guy from fargo Oh yeah, William H Macy. Oh yeah, William Greg H. Kinnear. Yeah, like a real actor, William H Macy, Janine Garofalo, Artie Lang. Uh, I mean, just and and it's yeah, it's kind of a, it's like a reverse satire, like you said, with everything that's been since then with the Marvel universe and the DC universe with you know, Justice League and Avengers and and that that superhero movies have gotten so big and and the budgets and special effects are so over the top that they're so serious. And yeah. like this kind of predicted that and parodied that before yeah. it happened. It's it's <laughs> yeah. a it's a, a weird kind of thing. Like if you watch it now, you'd think like, you know, if you kind of covered up the dates and everything, like you could fool someone to think like, oh, this is something someone just did last year as a as a goof on the Avengers or whatever. And it's like, oh wait, but by the way, this yeah. is before the Avengers. And 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 obviously there's the there's the uh the elephant in the room that is all star. From Smash Mouth, like that's one thing that I've I learned doing this is that I just assumed everyone knew this is from Mystery Men, yeah, and everyone thinks this is a it's a Shrek original, and no. that's the worst part. That's like one one of the things I want to reeducate is like no no no, watch the music video, like yeah. all the comments ask what about Shrek because they don't understand who are these people these superheroes dressed up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the music video in this song was written for Mystery Men, and now it's like, yeah, now it's a meme. Like everybody wants to do uh, Smash Bells. So anyway, I'm getting off topic. But <laughs> anyway, say, five, five minutes yeah. of mystery. It's it's yeah. monthly. Uh, it's 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 Dave and various guests, and and doing it kind of what we're doing, but but five minute chunks at a time. So the shows are a little bit longer, but it's a great movie and and a really fun podcast. So uh, Thank yeah, you. I definitely yeah. recommend folks folks check that out. And then so for for checking us out, um, you've obviously if you're if you're hearing my voice, you're hearing Dave's voice. You found us somehow. Um, wherever you went, just go back there and, and keep an eye on that spot, and that in minutes will show up. But uh, you can also find us. We we do have a website, groundhogminute.com. and you could also we we want to be interactive. We want to hear from you. Hey, you know other other movies that have this theme of of, of repeating. Look up the eight and a half theme and let us know what you think is, you know, does it really sound that much like, like the groundhog day theme? Um, so on the social medias will be, uh, we've got a Facebook group, which is gobblers knob. And that's the groundhog minute listeners group. And we're also on Twitter at groundhog minute. And you can reach us uh, out, reach out to us directly by email. And that's a uh, groundhog minute at gmail.com is the email address. All right. So, Wow. So it was kind of like, a, you know, a big first minute or zero minute. Yeah. A, lot, a lot to talk about, a lot going on, a lot. I know I, we threw a lot of information at you listeners, <laughs> you know, just kind of digest it, let it sink in. And then, uh, you know, c- come back uh, tomorrow if, if there is one. 
Let them say your hair's too long Cause I don't care with you I